Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment. Because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door. A leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are. And you need to know who you can trust. All right, here we go. We're back at it again. Another episode of It Be Your Own People. Let's get into our cocktail of the day. I'm having a really nice ice cold Modelo because, you know, the springtime is here and the weather's getting warm. It reminds me of the beach. What are you having, Sally? Oh, yeah, girl. I know how much you love that Modelo. I am sipping on a nice vodka soda with a little orange twist, also in celebration of the nice springtime weather we've been having. Right, right. Okay, so let's jump right into it. Let's discuss. So unfortunately, you know, when you say I do, you want it to be forever. But it really hurts when celebrities get divorced because they have M's. They have a lot of M's, right? Oh, yeah. Way more than what I got. That's for sure. So... I want to specifically talk about this new celebrity divorce that just finally was settled with Kelly Clarkson and her trash ass ex-husband. They've been going at it for, I want to say a little over a year, and now it's finally been settled. Tell everybody what this man is getting. So from the divorce settlement alone, he's getting 1.5 millions. That's one and a half M's from her bank account into his bank account. And then every month he's getting $45,000 in what I'm guessing is child support or some kind of monthly alimony, even though they have joint custody of the kids. What? Yeah. And I actually think that she has the kids more than he does, but I am not understanding where her lawyers went wrong and where the hell his lawyers went right, because that just don't add up alone she is making 20 million dollars a year like kelly clarkson has all the songs from years now she was the very first american idol winner she has her own talk show she has a ton of endorsements she's making 20 m a year but why is this man getting all this money no i want to know exactly what he's contributed to the relationship to where the judge thought that that was a fair amount I know that he was a manager of some sort, and I'm sure at some point he probably managed her for a little bit, but mm-hmm. he did not make her. We all know that she came up from American Idol. She was all very well known when they got together and were married, and they were married for about, mm, let's say, seven years. But I think he knew what he was doing, and he had this plan all along, because now, guess what he's doing? Not working. He is a full-time rancher. So they have a ranch and I think they split it half and half or, you know, she might have three quarters, but he is now a full time rancher. So he's basically just basking in all of Kelly's money. What the fuck is a rancher? No, I'm asking a serious question. What does a rancher do? Like he's a ranch hand. Is he herding cattle? Is he studying horses? Is he milking cows? Is he bullfighting? Like, what are we doing here? I don't know, but before this divorce settlement was done, she was paying him $200,000 per month. Oh, no, ma'am. For what? She's just getting milked out of all of her money. And I know that I'm saying, what the hell am I paying you for after we break up and I'm the moneymaker? Like, I know that we see it differently when it's, you know, women and the men are the one making the money and we want women to get their due justice. But number one, she's the one working. Number two, she had the kids. Number three, she's still taking care of the kids. So why is he getting this much money? I'm confused. I'm in confusion. $200,000 a month. That's $2.4 million a year. What could you possibly need? Like what lifestyle is it that you are claiming is absolutely necessary in order to maintain the care of the kids? Because if you're talking about school tuition, that can go straight to the school. He knew what he was doing. And I feel like he just pulled the wool over her eyes. He saw a new youngin in the music industry. He wooed her, wined and dined her, made sure to marry her, got them two kids. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to say just long enough to take all her money not all of it but it's a good portion 
see, I'm just going to give a call back to an earlier episode of this show where we talked about getting that paperwork. Everybody needs a prenup, okay? Prenuptial agreement in order to safeguard your M's, your present M's, your future M's from all of this bullshit right here. Yes, I completely agree. And I get that. But you know what it is when the love comes into place. People forget their whole mind. Fuck that. I'm going to have a prenup for my car and my dog. That's what you say now. We have been there. We have been there. When the love is involved, the mind don't act right. Well, I'm going to make sure my mind is right now that I don't have the love so that when I have the love, my mind will be losing out the window. Okay, I'll be there for you, girl. We have seen this happen too many times before, like with Halle Berry, Britney Spears, and Wendy Williams. Like, I'm going to need these trashy, trash, trash men to do better. When you guys break up, take what you came in with. And don't forget Mary J, too. She had to pay that man a whole lot of buku money. Oh, yeah. But also, she had them children and she still watches them. So I'm very confused. You know what, Kelly Clarkson? I'm praying for you, girl. All the prayers. Let's get into this. What the fuck news? So we wanted to do a what the fuck Bronx edition, but there's really only one story worth talking about in recent days. And girl, get your edges all the way together. Glue them down shut because the people on the Internet are going a little bit too crazy. Okay, I'm ready. So a New York City woman has recently lured a man on Instagram into having a date. So I guess she like slid into his DMs. They got to talking. They met and they really wanted to get it on and popping. So she said, all right, why don't you meet me at this location at this random apartment in the Bronx? And he shows up at the random apartment. But guess what, girl? What happened? It wasn't a romantic day. It was a whole setup. There were three people there, including the woman herself and two other men. And they were trying to hold him ransom for $100,000. Ooh, child. That is so crazy. So apparently this guy that she found on Instagram, he flashes the money and the things. You know what a lot of people do on Instagram who want to live that life, right? So she was like, okay, he's going to be an easy one. And basically, you know, lured him with the sex because I'm sure he thought he was getting something by showing up at this random apartment. And homeboy was kidnapped and wanted $100,000, apparently, from his brother, from the victim's brother. Mm -hmm. Now, tell us what else the victim did. They gave a FaceTime call to the brother saying, if you don't give us $100,000, we're going to kill him. But eventually, the authorities got wind of what was going on, and they were able to rescue the brother. Now, at the arraignment, the, the leader, the ring leader, the head honcho in charge, The judge is over here. All right. Well, this is obviously a no brainer for me. I'm going to hold you for no bail. She continues to tell the judge, I cannot be held without bail because I need to return to my job as a dental assistant. Where are the background checks? Apparently, she is the one who, I guess, makes most of the money for her mother and her brother. And she really needs to go back to her job so that she can provide for her family. You should have thought about that before you kidnapped someone and tried to not try to held them ransom for one hundred thousand dollars and thought you was going to get away with it. Girl, you need to be thrown all the way under the jail because you're crazy. And also, you know, I really hate to be the person of victim blame, but a lot of this was a setup for failure from the beginning. Because the man went over to Castle Hill in the Bronx at one o'clock in the morning. Sir, what were you thinking? Listen, I don't know, but there are normal people who live in that area. I assume just watch your back. That's all I got to say. But moving on in December, CEO Vishal Garg laid off 900 of his employees on Zoom. Oh, hell no. How dare he? And he went viral for this because, again, how dare he? In the middle of a pandemic, girl. He is now going viral because he's decided to lay off an additional almost 300 employees. But now he's going viral for pulling the exact same move, but this time via email, girl. This man is a whole bitch. (laughs) Damn. So basically, the CEO was accused of at least 250 people getting terminated via email. And we got all of the details from Forbes. So they have email, right? It said, hello, wake up, better team. 
you are too damn slow. You are a bunch of dumb dolphins and dumb dolphins get caught in nets and eaten by sharks. So stop it. Stop it right now. You are embarrassing me. What? I need to know if this was one of those situations where that's what he wanted to say and then wanted to clean it up a little bit with what he should have said. But it was late at night and he had too much to drink or maybe his Ambien was kicking in and he hit send instead of save. I really want to say that's what happened because I just don't understand why you think it's okay to talk to people like this. Yeah, I feel like anyone else who's still working for him, if you have no better options, because, you know, nowadays people can't just be quitting. They they need the monies, right, for all the things. So if you have no other option, please make sure you find another job because this man clearly doesn't care about his employees. He doesn't care how he treats them. And his company will be going under very soon, I assume. And you know that you really fucked up if this is the type of news that makes it all the way to Forbes, because I thought this came from like a TMZ. But this is exactly how it was reported in Forbes magazine. So you really need to do better for your better team or be out of business. That part. Moving on to some sleeker news. The brand behind the sleek vibrator that sold out over seven times is now moving into the libido stimulating supplements business. Ooh, child. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yes. Mod, the intimacy brand, perhaps known best for that new sleek vibrator. You know, the one that got all the crazy reviews on Instagram and all the socials. Just I do like, now. I'm going to send you the link, girl. It just released its first supplement. So made in partnership with supplement brand Assystem, the aptly named Libido is a gummy formulated to enhance sexual arousal, stimulation, and function. Interesting. Yes. So it's also available in 30 days supplies for women and men. And the brand recommends taking it daily to build arousal. Now, this is I think, yes, it's interesting. And it's great that this is now something that's out there. But why should you have to take it daily to build your arousal? What if it just happens to, you know, you take it daily like you take your multivitamins and then you're just walking around with a boner all day as a guy? Or what if you're just like horny all day as a woman? I mean, do you think daily is should be normal? I honestly, this is just smart, genius marketing from what I can see, because first you had the vibrator that sold out everywhere. Now you're building the supplement that's going to make you horny. So you're going to need to use the vibrator. It's all one cycle. Sure, I, I get that. But I'm just saying, what if it ends up making you horny and aroused all day at times where you clearly can't act out these feelings? That's my thing. That's my question. I would say, you know, just make sure that your Zoom camera is, in fact, off so you don't end up like that man that got fired a few months ago. But I mean, I guess to each his own, maybe some people like walking around with a full on boner every single day. Okay, (laughs) moving on. A hidden door in a woman's home led to an even bigger surprise. Guess what? What was it? More vibrators. No vibrators, but the love is in the air. She found love letters from the 1950s. That is really amazing. I don't even know what I would do if I found that. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's a nice little cute twist on things. That's almost, I could honestly see that being some kind of rom-com movie. Yeah, and then maybe, you know, you fall in love with like the great-grandchild of the person who wrote the letter or something like that. I could see that too. But nonetheless, that is so sweet. What a nice way to round out this news. It's time for BAN of the week because bitch assness has no bounds. And of course, we are talking about none other than Kanye again. Oh boy, what do you do now? We really needed to talk about Kanye in this section because I feel like it was literally named for him as he is now banned from the Grammys, child. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, apparently he hurled some terrible racial slurs at the Daily Show host, Trevor Noah. I mean, he's Trevor Noah. You can't come for him and think that you're going to get off easy. So you should have known better, Kanye. And right. since that happened, not only is Trevor Noah hosting the Grammys, but Ye was also banned from attending, even though he has quite a few Grammy nominations. 
So when I saw this, I thought that he was only banned from performing in the show. But they're like, nah, girl, don't bother coming. Do not come. You are not on the list. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And that's that on that. This decision also follows months of Ye's ongoing abusive and inappropriate messages directed at his now ex-wife, Kim, her partner, Pete Davidson. Just recently, he's also amped up his threats against bodily harm. So I'm sure that the Grammys are just trying to cover their bases. So no stupid shit pops off at the awards. But he's also still putting out new music. And I get that like this helps his career, the music part, everything else that's going on. Like, how does his team not help him get the help that he needs? That's basically what Trevor Noah was saying. He was like, you need help. We all see it and you need help. But he was doing it in his comedic way because that's what he does. Kanye, I, I have no more words. I really don't. I'm tired of hearing something new from him every single day. And that's just about it. I'm just kind of concerned also as to what types of conversations his inner circle is having with him. Like, are there people who are actually telling him, hey, bro, maybe you need to chill and he's just not listening? Or are there people that are putting the battery in his back? I do not know. But we also have a double whammy B.A.N. this week. None other than newly freed from jail, Jussie Smollett. Oh, Lord, what he do now? What he did he spend a total of three or four days in jail? I think it was about three or four days, maybe. Yeah, no, no more than five. This is another one that I am tired of hearing about every single day with new ridiculous news. You did a crime. You're found guilty to the damn time. You only had a couple of months. Like, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm all for a black band not having to spend time in jail. But it's just like the whole. But not when you're guilty. Not when you put the world through all of this. Right. And And he faked the whole hate crime. Exactly. So it's not about just another black man being in jail. It's about you pull the wool over all of our eyes and you lied and you got found guilty. So do the time. And whatever message he was trying to make with all this, it missed all the marks. It definitely did. You know, leaving his trial and with the fist up and talking about black men and he's not suicidal. It was just so much. It's just like a circus now. I'm really I just want his sister journey because her career is still flourishing and she is very talented. I want her to not get involved with any of the mess, even though she's there supporting her brother. I don't want this to affect her career at all. Same, same. It's time for... Baby, we winning. Ooh, we have a lot to celebrate. First and foremost, we want to give claps all around to Her Highness Jennifer Hudson. She is joining the talk show extravaganza with her new show. And guess whose time slot she taking over, girl? Who time slot she taking? She gonna be taking over for that Ellen DeGeneres time okay. slot. Oh, I like that. I'm looking forward to see it. It's been what, like almost 20 years that Ellen show has been on. So this is going to be a big, major move. Wait, it's really been that long. It's been she had like 19 seasons. That's almost 20 years, right? Yeah. Even though we like Ellen, you know, your time has come and passed. And Jennifer Hudson says that she's experienced so much in her life that she's seen the highest of highs, which we know, and the lowest of lows, which we also know. Mm -hmm. And she's just about everything in between. And as her mother always told her, God rest her soul. Once you think you've seen it all, just keep on living. I love that. I really do love that. Oh, yes. That's a whole word. I'm going to etch that on a on a cross stitch somewhere. And by me, I mean somebody I know. Exactly. But I'm really excited to see what she brings to the table because we've seen her sing. We've seen her act, but I haven't really seen like a lot of her personality. So I'm hoping to really see it. Like I want her to win. I I want to see this work. Yeah. I want to see some of her effervescence come out and to bring that energy into this talk show. So that should be really exciting. I want to see what made her want to date and have a baby and get engaged to punk. Like no, you I know, did. This, I know there's some hood. They gotta be some like type of hood up in there. I need to see that Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Oh, but you know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that spice. I want to see that flavor. I want to see that seasoning. Exactly. Now moving on. Moving on to Travis Scott trying to pivot after the Astro World Festival tragedy. He's now launched a new philanthropic effort that he calls Project Heal. 
I love this. This is his marketing and PR at its best. So he went to Instagram and said that this project will serve to advocate for students, creatives, music fans, and concert goers with an initial donation of $5 million. How is the breakdown going to work? Mm, won't he do it? He is pledging a million of that donation to go directly to HBCU scholarships, which big up. We love it. We love to see it. Black Amazing. people supporting and promoting black art. And the other four million will be split between launching a free mental health program for children that will be led by Houston based behavioral health expert, Dr. Janice Beal, in addition to expanding the Cactus Jack Foundation creative design program. Snaps and claps for you, Travis. Yes, I love this. I think that after what happened at the end of last year, his concert, this is the way to go. This is the right way to think about moving forward, but asking people to heal, putting some money behind it and some really great initiatives. I love it. Yeah, he's acting intentionally, and I really love to see this. Everything that happened at the Astro World Festival was obviously extremely tragic, but it's nice to see that through tragedy, he's starting to build something positive. Speaking about more positivity, our new favorite show on ABC, Abbott Elementary, had a book fair donation and they partnered with Scholastic Books. Oh, I love that. This is so exciting. The Scholastic Book Fair, which took place between March 14th and March 18th in partnership with Abbott Elementary and their PR program, helped donate books to seven Title I schools with each student receiving two free books and then each teacher getting 10. I love to see this. You know, I really love the Scholastic Book Fair growing up, but sometimes it was just a little, you know, uncomfortable because if you don't have a whole lot of money and then everyone else gets all the books and you're like sifting there between what you can get this way, everyone gets a shot. Yes, it's also great because this was specifically written into the show, whereas we know the show is about an elementary school and the teachers did not have enough supplies, I would say, for their students. So this is perfect that what they wrote into the show is becoming real life and that the show can move forward in great ways. Mm -hmm. I love Abbott Elementary because it highlights all that real shit that goes on in public school teaching. Teachers are having to even put more of their own money into their personal supplies, which we also saw on the show. So just seeing all of these real things highlighted is super great. It's time for some good watches, y'all. Check this out. So guess what? What, girl? Bada, bada, it's murder. That's right. BET is making a five-part Murder, Inc. documentary. I cannot wait to see this because we know Irv Gotti held it down as the label founder of Murder, Inc. And we know that Ashanti, Ja Rule, ooh, they did their thing back in the day along with all the others. I can't wait to see it. I'm really excited about this. This is a five-part docuseries, which is set to premiere later this summer. They haven't announced an exact date yet, but it is being executive produced by Herb Gotti and Ja Rule. This will include exclusive archival footage. It gives us a glimpse of behind-the-scenes action through the label's roller coaster ride over the last two decades. Now, I'm really excited about this, but girl, you know I wouldn't be me if I didn't put in a little bit of shade. What? So the last production that Ja Rule executive produced didn't exactly go all that well. Shady lady. Listen, he said his involvement in the fire festival was not what everyone thought, and he did not go to jail for it. So put that on record. But I am really excited to see the untold tale of the rise, the sudden fall, and the redemption of Murder, Inc. And you even got, you know, like Charlie Baltimore, all of them from back in the day. I mean, at one point, they was really running the music game. Well, I really love me some Charlie B more. You see that red hair that she was always rocking? That's what inspired me to go through my red hair phase, too. And her daughter looks just like her. She has two daughters. One of them is like her splitting image. I I loved it. I hope they bring back the New York version of growing up hip hop because that is where we saw Irv's, Irv Gotti's kids, Ja Rule's kids, and Charlie Baltimore. So I hope they bring that back. Just a yeah. little side note. And those kids also brought a lot of good tea. Just saying. And now on to something that's a bit of a blast from the past. There will be a College Hill reboot. Once again, BT is bringing all the nostalgia, okay? So they're going to have a spin on this version of College Hill where celebrities who didn't attend college or finish college 
are coming back into play. And what else is going to happen? Even though this is unconfirmed, rumors about who will be joining the cast include none other than Nene Leakes. Bloop. Mm-hmm. We're going to be hearing a lot of bloop, 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 dee bloop, hopefully. Lamar Odom, Ray J, Big Frida, Dream Doll, India Love, and Slim Thug. This is quite an interesting mix of people to be walking around somebody college campus. It is, but you know I'm in for it with anything Nene leaks. And Ray J brings all of his crazy. Nene brings the shade, and she will bring the drama. And Lamar, you know what? He's been he's been on reality show after reality show. And I think he's going to bring some drama, too. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make that money, honey. He's trying to show Khloe Kardashian that he can get a second chance. And she's still, I mean, who knows? At this point, she'd be better off for anybody than Tristan. But that's none of my business, right? Let me mind the business that pays me and move on to this next show called Marry Me Now on OWN. They've been really pumping out all of these get married, do or die shows recently. Because let's get it straight. On Calls Friday, um, I think it's get drama, drama Fridays. It's like you are not having the intention of people finding love, but you want the drama. And I'm like, okay, Oprah, I see what you're doing now. You really trying to be a VH1, huh? I mean, she's speaking to me with the tea and and the drama that she's spilling. So tell us more about Marry Me Now. This show follows eight Houston based women who are in long term relationships and really have aspirations of marriage. Because of that, they choose to take charge in planning their weddings and proposing to their partners. So each week they get paired up with this relationship coach and the coach then guides each woman into secretly constructing all of the elements for a surprise wedding and culminating in a very big surprise public proposal to her significant other. Mm, this sounds messy girl so basically this all happens in three days and i and that goes from the bride finding the perfect dress to breaking the news to the family and then the bride-to-be shocking her partner with a proposal and then hopefully them getting married literally right away oh no ma'am i am all for if a woman wants to propose do your thing but why do you have to have an ambush wedding that's crazy You know what this reminds me of? Did you ever see that video swirling around the socials of this woman who shows up to her man's job? He works at Target and she shows up fully dressed with a wedding gown. She brings a ring and she brings the pasta with her too, girl. And she's like, you marry me today or we don't get married at all. You better get your shit out of my house. No, I did not see that. But anybody who has to do that, like you clearly didn't have the conversation with your partner. If this partner doesn't want to have the conversation with you in private about wanting to have a future with you and getting married, why do you think doing it in a public manner and ambushing them is going to be better? Yeah, it's like, just not going to work. Like, it's not for you. Like, this is just screaming so many things gone awry. And it's discomforting the and cringe. Screaming, the biggest thing is screaming is get out of the relationship. Because if this is the only way you can get this man or partner to marry you, then it's not for you, boo. Isn't that what was that one show that we watched where the girl proposed to the guy and he told her no at the restaurant? Oh, yeah, I like that the show. cooking it like show. It was on Netflix, but they canceled it after one season. It was real good. Oh, damn, it's canceled. I thought it was coming back for a season two. Nah, Netflix did us wrong, but I loved it. But yeah, it's the same thing. Like she sets up this big romantic dinner. She gets down on one knee. She proposes to the man and he mm-hmm. just sits there shocked like he can't even say anything. And he literally was so surprised that she brought this up after they've been dating for five years. Like, have the conversation so nobody is shocked. But secondly, don't. I don't know. I I don't know. Let's move on. So The Weekend Getaway on Netflix. It's starring one of our favorites, Leighton Meester. Oh, did you see it, girl? Because it's crazy. I haven't seen it yet, but it's definitely on my list to watch. I'm just, you know, was laughing at the location of where this plot takes place yes because we had a great girl's trip in croatia in 2019 but this is not that so leighton goes to visit her friend in croatia they can have a really great fun getaway weekend and basically the friend is missing the next day they had a lot to drink the friend is missing and then they find out that she's dead and it's looking like leighton did it but she doesn't have much of a memory so she can't figure it out Girl, do you want to know the end or should I just not say nothing? <laughs> um, You can tell me in case our listeners are interested in watching. Basically, what ended up happening was 
her husband so she left her husband and her like one-year-old baby you know just to get this weekend away but her best friend was the one who introduced her to her husband when they were all in college they were friends first so apparently the husband was having an affair with the best friend and then he was afraid that the best friend was gonna tell her on this weekend so he killed her Oh, he did a great job of covering it up, too, because you don't find out to the last minute. You think it's like so many other people. Mm-hmm. It really be your own people. The brand just writes itself. It does, because that was some mess. But, you know, for the suspense and all that, act like you didn't hear the last minute of what I said. So this is kind of giving me like Amanda Knox reminiscent vibes. What if in all this, we find out that this is actually just like an Amanda Knox tell all. And it was the and it was her boyfriend who killed the friend. Well, no, you have to watch it because it's very different. You start to think that it's a lot of different things, but it's not. It's not what it is. It's not what it appears. I love those types of shows, the ones that keep us guessing, because, you know, that uh, listeners, one of Treva's biggest pet peeves of watching TVs and movies with me is that I always be spoiling the ending by figuring it out halfway. So we love watching things where it just stumps us. Yeah, I really don't like that. But let's move on to the courtship on NBC. So this show is a new dating show, kind of like The Bachelorette, but with like a Downton Abbey or Bridgerton type of vibe. Everyone is dressed in these old timey, super elegant garbs and costumes. We have our heroine, which is the woman looking for love. And she is setting out to look for her duke. And she is a beautiful black queen. She has, I want to say, 12 to 14 men who are her suitors. They are also dressed appropriately. They write her handwritten letters with pen and ink, which I love because people don't write letters anymore. Yes, it is so beautiful. From the jump, her sister, her best friend, and her parents are involved because it's like, if you're going to find someone, have your real people who know you help you weed out the losers. And it's just so cute. Even the host of the show, he is British. So they actually takes place in London somewhere, but they're at a castle. The whole thing is so sweet and romantic. And it's like, Her whole thing is the woman who everyone's dying for. She wants to date like Jane Austen did back in the novels. And so I feel that because she said she was done with all the swiping and then this and that. So I really enjoyed it. I only caught the first episode, but apparently NBC decided that it's now going to air on USA. How dare they? Yeah, I feel like they set this show up to fail from the jump because they put it in a really impossible time slot on Sundays when all the other networks already got their established lineups in order. Exactly. They put up against American Idol, which I don't know who's watching it, but apparently people do. They put up against Bravo and all their foolery, you know, the Fox shows. So I feel like they trying to play this black woman when that's not the case but anyways keep an eye out for that and i hope she finds the love of her life now let's get into this good read Ooh, goliath in this new novel by tochi onyebuchi what we see is earth is now in the 2050s but apparently people have had enough of this ghetto ass place that we live on honestly i can relate Those with the means and the privilege have departed the great cities of the U.S. for more comfortable confines of space colonies. So we're looking at a little bit of an Elon Musk. We're going to move to Mars type of situation. Those left behind salvage what they can from the collapsing infrastructure. As they eke out an existence, their neighborhoods are being cannibalized. Brick by brick, their houses are sent to the colonies. What was once a home, now a quaint reminder for the colonists of the world that they have wrecked. Damn. I mean, this is very interesting aspect and take on it. But what I don't like about this is that once again, the people with the money and the means get to go off and find a new place to live. Everyone else who's left, which is usually the people who are poor and are already struggling. You mean to tell me they left behind still struggling until they get eaten? It's enough for me. Exactly. And this basically just sounds like gentrification. Isn't this what gentrification is? The rich people, they leave, they Uh get their their rich flight and then they leave us to fend for ourselves and then we don't get any more resources to come to the neighborhood that's exactly what this is um you know sounds like a good read but i'm it's a pass for me hey friend looking for a way to satisfy that sweet tooth pick up a treat or two from the functional chocolate company vegetarian vegan gluten-free cholesterol too high no problem every chocolate is 100 plant-based good for you good for the planet and 100 guilt-free 
Visit Funchill.co and use promo code IBYOP22 to get 20% off your first purchase. Let's get into this. Reality Roundup. All right, all right. Let's get into the celeb news by getting into what is going on with Megan Thee Stallion's most recent legal drama. Thankfully, it's not about Tory Lanez, though. That is a good thing. She's getting sued by 1501 Certified Entertainment over the release of her latest album, Something for the Hotties. What they're claiming? They're saying that she owes the label more album and whatever M's or monies that she gets from this album need to go to them. So yeah, apparently Homegirl cannot catch a break. If it's not one thing with Tory Lanez, people not believing that she actually got shot, that she ain't got the wounds. Now her ex-label is trying to drain her of her hard-earned money this is no different than the divorces that we were talking about at the top of the show yeah i feel like this is a real simple fix like her money management team can handle this her legal people can handle this we don't need to know about this shit you know what i mean obviously there's an easy answer to this this sounds ridiculous but speaking of ridiculous but hopefully not There may be some engagement rumors swirling around our Bayesian goddess. Yeah, I love me some Rihanna and I'm so happy she's about to be a whole mama. Yes, but I still don't care for who she's with. That's none of my business. What I am happy for is that she is creating life and a family. So if she's engaged to this man, okay. Good for you. We just want to know, you know, that it's a real nice popping ring which it is because she deserves all the best. Oh, he would not even show face if it were fake. He know better. They have money. She got billions, but he got some millions. Okay. All the internets and the socials will be after his ass for real. Now who's after someone else's ass? Luann gets kicked out of a New York City gay bar because she was a hot, drunken mess. Damn it, Luann. I really thought that she was doing so good on her journey to sobriety, but... Honestly, this is kind of like single drunk female in reality form. Yes, very true. But, you know, she had her, you know, her fose, her fake rosé. And I thought that she was doing well, too. Like there are non-alcoholic drinks to drink when you go out and every place that sells alcohol has it. I just don't know where she fell off the wagon, but I hope that I hope we still get to see her on Housewives. Is it bad that? I hope this drunk the, the, the TV crew was there. <laughs> yeah, is it bad that I wish Andy was there to capture everything? Because I saw the video that was circulating on page six and all over the socials. And baby, ooh, it's she was cute. doing the most and accomplishing the least. The number one person who absolutely always does the most. We talked about him earlier in the show. Kanye Damn West. There is a petition to keep him out of Coachella. He's supposed to be the headliner, but everyone wants to reach 25,000 signatures to keep him out as the headliner. The person who started the petition argued that his social media attacks against Kim, Pete Davidson was the catalyst for wanting to start this petition. We as a society have watched Kanye harass, manipulate and hurt Kim and others for over a year now. And no one seems to want to stand up to him. And the ones that do, he puts under fire as well. That is very true. He don't like to hear no mess. I'm totally for this because we can't keep rewarding bad behavior. He constantly does and says things that, yes, attack people. And he is verbally saying things about his soon-to-be ex-wife and her boyfriend and so many other people. And I think it's about time that he starts losing his money because that's where he's really going to see like, oh, damn, maybe I do need to go get help. Maybe I do need to get checked out because things ain't right up there, sir. Oh, that is 100%. He needs all the therapy. Like, maybe Charlemagne can reach out to him and talk to him about that good Black mental health. And now let's get into Below Deck Ceiling Yacht. I really like this crew. Girl, I have not... In the first, I want to say, 10 or 20 minutes of this most recent episode, I gasped, I gagged, I, oh my God, so many different times. I was just like, this this charter was a hot-ass mess. Yes, the charter guests were a mess, but the actual people who are working this season, I'm here for. Even the lazy one, Ashley, with the boobs, I think she's cute. She's not even that much annoying. But the guests that were there were so disgusting. It's the definition of having money and having no class. 
it's the true definition of you can pay for education, but you can't buy class. That's what that is. And the two primaries, Erica Rose and her husband, are lawyers, girl. Yeah, they, they were really disgusting. And I'm glad that Erica had her hairdresser there and the hairdresser had her husband and they were the only sane people in the bunch because I would never want to be around anyone like that especially on a trip and you know the people that you're with obviously they're going to reflect on you so I'm glad that she and her husband put their foot down and it was just so terrible to watch talking how disgusting the food was talking about the service and then leaving a shitty tip which I'm sure they didn't leave any and it was the friend who left money that was terrible so I completely get why Daisy had to get completely drunk. And that's the reason why she made out with Gary. Ugh, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she was just so stressed. She didn't know what she was doing. But I'm going to take up for my future husband, Chef Marcos here. And just mention how he got into a terrible accident and oh my God. break off an entire piece of his scalp. What? It was the worst. Um, I mean, I couldn't even hold my stomach just watching it. It was so terrible. But of course, like a real G, he just kept it together. He literally just put a bandage, like a huge bandage on his head and had to keep cooking just because he was like, I'm going to do my job and I'm not going to let these assholes, you know, show me up. Everyone else so far, again, I think this is a good crew. Everyone's getting messy. I'm here for it. Now we have other hookups that we didn't expect to happen. So I can't wait to see it. And now moving on to Australia, we have our very own Asia. Asia, who used to work with Hannah and Captain Sandy, she is now the chief stew on this new spinoff below deck down under on Peacock. I like it. Have you seen it? I have seen it. And I would so very much like to be down under the captain because yes. he is fine. Uh, and did you hear him say that he built his own resort? Mm -hmm. oh my goodness so you build things and you steer ships and you you're captain of things and sorts all right i see yes and i'm loving to me one of the stews the second stew she is great her tablescapes she's here to do the job and i love that yes black girl now the girl from poland she's there to learn i see that because she's asked questions every second and i understand but honey boo boo you did you lied to your boyfriend you definitely did you were shaking it bent over on this man and then gonna talk about you was doing salsa honey that's not what you were doing like i she's gonna be trouble i mean you know maybe in some cultures and maybe in poland that's how you salsa no no ma'am and then when her boyfriend said okay he's heading out she says are you heading out with girls are girls gonna be there he said yeah there's gonna be a few girls she said okay well make sure you text me right away you are so stressed that he's going out and there are gonna be girls around but you were literally in a jacuzzi in a bathing suit twerking and grinding up on another man who clearly wanted you you want to know why that's That's not that's called projecting This is when people tell you exactly what they're doing by accusing you or being worried of you doing the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. And she flirted with the captain. It's like, baby, you doing a lot. And it's been five months with this man. If you don't want to be with him, you can just act. You could break up and just do exactly what you're doing and it would be fine. See what I'm saying? I mean, okay, the flirting with the captain, though, I can't necessarily blame her for that because that's your boss and you have a boyfriend like he holds it together. Keep it together, girl. What is it that uh, Nini? What was Nini's famous tagline from season one? Close your legs to married men. He's not married. He's very much single. Oh, yeah. So she don't got to close nothing. But what she needs to do is if she want to open them, just make sure you break up with your boyfriend. Like, just don't be a cheater when you have the opportunity to break up with somebody and do exactly what you plan on doing. OK, OK. So more appropriate. Don't be a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Exactly. Now, Bel Air, um, did you see the latest episodes, girl? Girl, you know, I'm all caught up. You don't even have to ask. See, for me, I really like that Will is with Lisa. I think it's cute and all. You mean Beulah? <laughs> I just don't understand. It was, it was great to see Will's mother. And I think it was great to see, like, a lot of backstory. But why are you so mad and upset with your sister? Like, her life is her life. And you say that you love Philly and you love living in Philly and you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So why are you mad that she has this this big house this mansion the money like she married someone else and you were with lou and you had will like i don't like when people get so upset about someone else's life 
So to me, I don't really see it as she's upset with the life that she has more so that she feels like she possibly left her behind because she helped put her through art school. And then all of a sudden, Viv is no longer painting. Okay, Um, but that's not her. What Viv decides to do with her education, whether she wants to use it or not, is not up to her sister. But you can't keep bringing it up to her. Everything that you've helped her with, like that's what you did as a family member, as a sister. Don't bring it up to her because you're angry. I agree that you shouldn't keep bringing it up, uh, but I can definitely understand where the upsetting part would be. I'm also just really wondering what the hell went down with Lou and why Will can't know where he is. That's what I yeah, want to know. The explanation that I heard was nothing. Oh, he wasn't there. Like, okay, and why? And why? Why was he not there? Because he's a deadbeat? Because he got incarcerated? Because why? Yeah, he went like, to work? I'm going to need a big, real big-ass story as to why they made the whole Lou Will's daddy gone being such a big ass thing. But again, I'm going to get back to Will's mother because she was really hating on Viv. And I'm like, girl, she she's not doing art anymore. Like, get over it. It's just she was really irking me a lot. And the hairline was looking very fuzzy. I, I couldn't stop looking at <laughs> not it. The hairline, girl, the not hairline, the hairline. The hairline was a bit much. Oh, my God. Okay, yes, I agree that they could have. I feel like they played her a little bit in the hair and makeup department. And then also, Phil, I know you're fine and all, but you can't be coming at Jeffrey like that. You can't be all friends and buddy buddy with your employee where you drink and y'all are chilling. You guys are friends. And then the next minute you want to say, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You're my employee. You are my you work for me. Like, nah, you're not going to get a good response from me. That's why I think Jeffrey was about to resign. Oh, absolutely. He was about to resign. He had his resignation all to the ready. And if it wasn't because Will came in the room, we would have not seen any more of Jeffrey. I don't think he had to stop just because Will came in the room. That's all I'm saying. But I'm just like, Phil, come on. Don't do that to your boy. Because remember, Jeffrey handles all problems. He will easily handle you. Like, remember, remember what we talked about. He a bad man for real. You definitely don't want to be on a bad man's bad side. You do not. And, and then can you what- clear something up for me, though? Like, the scene where they're shadow boxing or whatever. Yeah. Does Phil hit him in the face after that? Oh, I didn't see that. I only saw a stomach. He didn't hit him in the face. Like, not stomach. He was, he had the gloves on. Like, Cause there was, I had to rewind that back a couple times because I couldn't tell if he hit him in the glove or if he meant to hit the face and then Jeffrey put the glove up just in time. No, no, they were just sparring and trust and believe Jeffrey, he would not be alive. <laughs> Jeffrey would have handled that. You know what? You're right. And then we would have heard about some terrible bad accident or quote unquote natural cause death that happened. But yes, I'm going to need to really find out what the hell happened to Lou because him being a Debbie dad is like, y'all, y'all really emptied up way more. Right. They're like doing way too much to get him to stop asking questions. And I was like, mm. like, okay, anyway, Debbie, but what kind of deadbeat? There's yeah. levels to that shit. Like, did he hit her or whatever? But also like. Will's mom said that she was, you know, paying his debts around town and stuff. It's like you spent your money on this bum ass man and your sister met someone who was doing something and they were able to build a life that they have. I'm just really so angry with how upset she was with her sister. I'm like, you're supposed to be loving your sister. You're the one who sent your son out here. He's the one who helped your son not be in jail right now. Are you really coming for your sister because she's younger? And I'm I'm like, you need to chill like for real. Mm. And also, are we going to see the other two sisters? Because remember, in the original show, there was two more. Oh, yeah. They had the little baby sister. And then there was Jennifer Lewis. Yeah, there was Jennifer Lewis. Yeah. Are they condensing it to just the two sisters now? I don't know. But I think they got to give us a little bit at a time. But I want to know. Because I want to know, is the baby sister going to come in with the white man for her wedding? Or maybe it's going to be a white woman. You know, they got to put a twist. Oh, yeah. They got to put a twist on it. They got to put a twist on it. You right. And who's going to play Jennifer Lewis? Because she's loud and crazy and extra. And we need that. And who's Yeah. Who's going to be the fourth diva? Yes. Diva. So I hope to see more of it. But so far, they're doing a great job. Let's move on to people who are doing the worst job. All the counselors and therapists that married at first sight. All of them. 
girl i have no words i i just childish immature infantilizing i'm really disgusted at all the verbal abuse that's going down with a lot of the couples it's unnecessary it's uncalled for and i really need to know what needs to happen in order for these alleged counselors therapists pastors marriage experts to get involved who needs to die Everything that's happening with Katina and Olajuwon is disgusting. Katina already has told this man that she has been in an abusive relationship and he is verbally abusing her. She is brought to tears literally every episode where the fact is like she's actually questioning whether she's doing anything right. Like, it's crazy. I don't like to see it. And I feel like the show needs to step in more in moments like this. But in that same moment, Jasmina is verbally attacking Michael. Like, that's not okay. They need to when step is in she on not verbally attacking that man? There is nothing that man can say or do that she finds to be completely bothersome to her existence. Yeah, I'm so confused. The only thing I like about her is her dog. So cute. Yeah, Mr. Feeney. Honestly, I think that Michael needs to take the dog and cut out stats. Again, I want all the couples to get divorced because Lindsay is abusing Mark, in my opinion. Actually, I think that the only people who have a chance are annoying Steve. But Steve knows good and damn well all he has to do is get a job. You shouldn't have to ask for that as a requirement. Or at least show us the paperwork on what kind of money is you dealing with that you're saying that you're fine, that you don't need the job. Well, clearly he hasn't shown her that because then if she knew that they were okay, where he didn't need to work for at least, you know, six months to a year, then she wouldn't be asking that. But he purposefully hasn't shown anything because clearly they need to have drama on the show. He can easily get a job. And that's where I feel like I think the producers in the show kind of like are baiting this issue of him not working so that they can have drama. And I assure you, they'll stay married. And then suddenly right afterwards, he'll have a job. But back to funky ass okra and his just complete childish behavior. I really need to understand what the experts were thinking when they were when they partnered this man with Katina, because for a grown ass person to go through someone else's phone and then throw a temper tantrum about it at a dinner with other adults is beyond me. Yeah, the way he handled that whole situation was wrong, wrong, wrong. Basura. And then he literally, I'm sure she was probably just on her phone and he took it before it locked to look in it. And when they got back to the apartment, she was like, here. First of all, he said, show me your phone. I don't like any of the way that happened. I didn't like that energy at all. But nonetheless, she was like, I don't have anything to hide. And she showed it to him. You've been married for one month. You were told about your marriage two weeks before your marriage. So technically, you knew that you were getting married six weeks ago. You trying to tell me you go through your phone and you delete all of the old apps, whether it's dating apps or whatever. She even says it's not active. Like I've had it there. It's not active. Why are you getting mad for something that she clearly explained? And you're trying to make her feel like shit. I, ugh, I hate it. And even if this is something that you want to bring up that this bothers you, the last place that you should have brought this up was at dinner with all the rest of the couples. Also, not yelled at her about it like she's fucking six years old. Like you can communicate your feelings through actual constructive communication and not be a little bitch about it. Yeah, all of that. I truly also feel like he just has issues with black women. Mm, All that preach. I'm just done with the show. I need them to do better because this is abuse on all fronts. All of them. If you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any It Be Your Own People moments, send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Podcast. And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.